Hello and welcome to another episode of PJ and the Battle Cruiser. Um, just thought I'd go through Masters, give my thoughts, um, give my opinion on the day. Just basically a recap. Uh, not in the pub with the other boys, this one. This is just going to be a quick one. It was another great, great day at Matt's place. Um, 33 degrees heat. It was a fucking test. Um, it, you know, every time we seem to go there, we seem to get a scorching day, which, you know, just makes a hard golf course even harder. It was, uh, it was difficult. It was, um, it was just a great day, really. Mike Harner, again, uh, was clutched down the stretch, so he's gone back to back majors. Massive achievement, you know, only, what, I think three people have done that in terms of win back-to-back majors. Uh, Craig O'Shea in 2014 won TPC and the uh, BJ match play that we used to call it then. And uh, Dan Flint, 2015, won the uh, TPC followed by the Masters. So, you know, Mike becomes only the second person to, to win the TPC followed by the Masters in his current format. Um, and what what else can you say, really? We'll, we'll get on to Mike later down the, the line, but there's a couple more storylines on the day. Um, Vice President Edmonds, he come tied 19th, so he has failed to qualify for the playoffs for the first time in its, uh, its history. Uh, Paul Bennett, my dad, was carted off after the 11th hole on a medical buddy, medical buggy. Uh, due to heat exhaustion, um, you know, I think it's got to be worrying for him now, 64, can he still do it? It's a uh, major championship golf and he has to really ask himself some hard questions, you know, does he still have it in the tank? You know, he couldn't even, he completed 11 holes, it was hard work, don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure where he goes from here, you know, 2017. Uh, my daddy had a great year. He won twice. He challenged in every major, it seemed. And ever since then, he's kind of, you know, he's, he's just not been able to compete or challenge, really. Uh, he had a he had a run at 2018 TPC where he famously 10 parted on the last. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where he goes from here. Um, we wish him luck, of course, but, you know, he's getting on now. Um, more storylines of the day. Uh, Harry Cripps with a solid fourth place finish, his best in his early career. I don't think anyone really thought Harry could compete so early on, so congrats to him. You know, he was uh, he was up there for a majority of the day, and then Mike Arnott just, just took over with his pedigree and his class towards the end of the day. It was, uh, it was just a great performance. Uh, Matt Jones, another notable top five, a sneaky backdoor top five at his place, which, of course, you just love to see. Um, you know, the way it goes on for, for Jones to win at his place, um, just, a, just a great, consistent performer of our life and uh, our lifetime. Another top five, <clears throat> Tom Biffin. You know, he never really seemed like he was in it. He, I think he was on 37 points with one hole to go. He knew he needed to uh, to par it to tie Jack Fuel's clubhouse lead of 39 points, and he did it. 
So you have to say congrats uh, to him. Tom Biffin, most top fives in BGA Tour history. He just chalks them up, really. Um, it was just a great, great, great performance. Where does he go from here? I'm not sure, really. You know, he needed the Masters for the Grand Slam. And he, he just couldn't quite get it. I think he will win it, obviously, one year. He's too good. But not this year. Jack Furell, another, just another consistent performance, really, in the majors. You know, he's he won the, the last year's Players' Championship. And I think a lot of people kind of ridiculed him as a one-hit wonder, as a... You know, as someone that just wasn't going to replicate that success. But he showed that he is here to stay on the major stage. Um, he is someone that, time after time, is just consistent. He had a, a 10th place finish at the TPC at Gatton Manor in hard conditions. And then he uh, he backed that up with a tied second, you know, 39 points. It's good golf. It's good golf. Maybe a cut for the rat coming up. He's, he's obviously missing the Invitational, which is a shame. Um, but just another solid performance, you know. Be interesting to see how he pushes on next year, see if he could win another another major. Uh, but he's, he's trending in the right direction. He's top 10 now in the world. Um, and he's in the quarterfinals of the world match play. So, Fuel's year so far has been very good. Very good year. Um, Joe Alloway. You know, shout out to Joe Alloway. He played last year in last year's Masters and he, I don't know where he came, but he, I think he came dead last. He came DFL dead fucking last. So this year he was coming in with a lot of um, a lot of answers, really. A lot of questions, I should say, that were being asked of him. You know, can he still do it? Does he want to do it? Because he hadn't played. I don't think he's playing Invitational. And he come out and he seemed to kind of put all them answers, questions, I should say, to to rest. It was a stunning performance and uh, he's got to be happy with a top five at Matt's Place. You know, it doesn't get any bigger than that, Matt's Place. Uh, Other notable mentions, George Vincent joined the uh, world rankings. You know, at the start of the day, he was on 77.5, of course. He's got to play three events to get a ranking average so we knew this one was going to determine his his average that he enters the uh the rankings at he come eighth so you know george vincent how he started his career you have to say you know he's he's i think he's he started at travelers he won the travelers on debut he then went to uh tpc and came tied third and now he's at a, a tied eighth so you know he enters the rankings at number two. You have to say George Vincent is now a big name player. You know he's one of the ones that he's won a BJ Tour title. He'll be looking to um, to push on and win win a major. You know I think that's the next step in George's BJ career. Takes it very seriously. You know he seems to get it. He just he loves it. You know puts his puts his wins in his Twitter bio so you know. You know he means business. You know he's someone that in the next few years is going to pop up. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if he went to Purbeck and he won. I think on his handicap, 20 now. He's dangerous. So, one to look out for. But another good showing from George in the B, BGA. Respect to him. Um, ch- 
Charlie Pierce with another top 10. Charlie Pierce is, is chalking out just consistent top 10s. Top 10 after top 10, he's, he's just consistent. You know, he came close at last season Invitational. I think he came tied second. He nearly won. You know, I think he had the front nine lead. He's just a consistent player. He really is. He, um, I, feel, I really do think he'll win a major. I really do. Um, be interesting. Obviously, I, I think we'll go into more in-depth analysis of Purbeck and the Invitational next week. We'll try and do a pod in the in the pub. But Charlie's someone that I think is quite dangerous off his handicap, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he one day puts it all together and he's able to get the win. Um, but he's sitting in a nice position for a playoff qualification. You know, another solid performance at Invitational, and, and he'll get that top top twelve. Um, Another honourable shout-out, because Rooney had another top 15. He came T15. Rooney is, again, he's no frills, no gimmicks. Um, he just kind of churns out consistent. You know, he never has an absolute stinker, really. He's always top 10, top 15. He's always in the middle of the pack. He's he's not really competed yet in terms of challenging for a win. But, you know, he's a 10-handicap golfer. He's, he's a good golfer. Um I think I'd like to see Rooney win. I think everyone else would like to see Rooney win. Uh, he's a good player. Um, I think he's just got to put it all together. He's just got to put it all together. Um, who else? Myself, on a personal note, it was um, it was a weird one, really. I felt like I, I drove the ball well. I just, I don't know, I just, my irons, I've just got no confidence in my, confidence in my irons at the moment hitting it all over the place, really. Uh, you know, I had a few pars in there, birdie, but then just too many blobs, just too many erratic shocks that just cost you, cost you points. And um, I, I honestly don't think I, I played that well. I played too badly, I should say, sorry. But I walked away with 25 points. So, you know, figure that one out. I'm going to Purbeck, going to Invitational with no, no pressure. Just going to enjoy the day, enjoy the course, and just going to look forward to it at the end of the day. It's, uh, there's no pressure on me anymore. I've won my, you know, I've won my majors, I've won my two invitationals, I've won a couple of travellers. I play now just for the enjoyment, and uh, the days have gone where I'm going to practice loads going into a major. They just are, they just, that's it. I'm just done with it. Uh, I'm at peace with my career. Um, but yeah, it was, I came tied 24th, so it's disappointing, but I don't know what, you know, more practice required, but don't have the time, don't have the time or motivation. So it is what it is. Uh, Joel Pope, defending champion, he went in there with not a lot of confidence, really. He felt as though he wasn't playing well. He felt as though he didn't have a chance to defend. He said on the pod last week, he came tied 12th. Um, I think Joel obviously top half finish. He's got to be happy with that, considering he's not playing good golf to his analysis. You know, he um, he never threatened really. But you know, Joel's got a lot to do to qualify for the playoffs. I mean, a lot to do. Uh, he's got to have a good invitational. Um, otherwise, he won't make the playoffs. Which you know, you at the start of the year, the hot year that Joel had last year. You would you would think it's crazy craziness that you know he's 
in a position where he might not qualify for the playoffs, but that's BJ Golf. You know, things can quickly and often do change from year to year so drastically. Another one, Danny Slade. He, um, you know, he's probably been the most consistent golfer since 2018. You know, he's won a major in that. He's just consistently churned out top fives, top tens. You know, he's always just been up there and he isn't having a good time of it at the moment. He's, to his standards, not playing well. You know, he came tied 24th at Masters. He doesn't seem to be enjoying the game as much. He's just had a kid. Your priorities change. Your um, your life changes. Don't have as many hours to practice. He's obviously got a, his own company as well. So, kind of golf gets put on the back burner, I suppose. He... Um, I think Danny's he's too good, really, off his handicap to not come back. And he's just having a bit of a blip at the moment. He said to me um, privately that he won't be playing invitational. He doesn't feel like his game's in shape to compete at a major championship. And, uh, I mean, again, we'll get into this more next week. Analysis of invitational, analysis of perfect. But I think that's going to be a course that if you're just a tiny bit off your game then you're going to get really found out from what I've heard of people that have played it it's it's very tough it's it's brutal it's uh it's going to be a test you know I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it but I'm also uh I'm also quite anxious about it in terms of how brutal it's going to be but I'm looking forward to it and um, respect Danny's decision of not playing the invitation or sad really as a major champion and someone that's been so, you know, so consistent in the last few years and been one of the big, big name players in the majors. You know, he's competed, he's won majors. You know, it'd be sad he's not playing, but I respect it. Hopefully, we see him at the Presidents at the end of the year and and his game's in a bit, a bit better shape. Um, Honourable uh, mention to Tony Castle. Tony Castle. Um, you know, he came in really. I think we said on the pod, he's an unknown commodity. He's someone that um, just hasn't really competed in the majors, hasn't played too many. So your sample size of of how he's done is, it's, um, you know, he's not actually played many. So he came top ten. He's got to be happy with that. He was four under. I think he got to four under through four holes. Or, or six holes, something like that, and you thought, wow, is, is Tony Castle, is this going to be the, the year he uh, puts it all together and uh, and wins one? But it wasn't to be, but still a good, good showing from from Tony. He came, came 10th, and um, he's not playing invitational either, but he's, you know, he's got to be happy with that as a, as a performance at match place. You know, it's, just, it's a tough course, and to play that well and, and churn out a top 10 when, when there's 30 in the field. He's got to be happy with that. Um, Adam Hunt, two-time major champion, he came 18th. Um, didn't really get it going, it seems. Don't really know too much about how his round was, but it just felt like, you know, Adam doesn't have a good record at Moore Park anyway, so I don't know, did he go in there with too many with many expectations? I don't think so. I think... Um, you know, I think he's, he's in the quarterfinals of the world match play. I've spoken to Adam. I think that's his, that's kind of his, his focus now. You know, he's got Joel to get through in the quarterfinals. And uh, he's got a good chance of being Joel at the moment, I think. I don't think Joel's playing the, his best golf. So, 
he's got a serious chance there of making the semi-finals. And I think if you said to Adam at the start of the year, you'd make the semi-finals of the world match play, he'd consider that a good a good, uh, good tournament, a good year. So uh, Jack Weeks, again, tied 19th. He's kind of been quiet in the majors ever since uh, 2018, TPC, which he kind of, uh, you know... We all know what happened. He put a few balls in the water when he had a big lead coming down 18, and he uh, he missed out on a on a three p uh, three time back to back to back win at TBC. You know he's not really been the same golfer. He's been inconsistent. He's struggled. He's uh, he's found it tough. You know it's hard to be consistently good. Golf's such a difficult game. It really really fucking is. You know it's. Uh, you think you're getting some momentum, you think you're getting some type of consistency to some type of form, and then it just fucking kicks you in the bollocks time after time. Um, Jack will be back. Do I think he'll win more majors in the future? I'm not sure. You know, the, the tour's so deep now, the field, it's uh, it's difficult, you know. But he's a three-time major champion for a reason. And, uh, yeah, we, we hope to see him back, of course, but hope and actually playing good are the two different things but Jack's joined Burr Hill so hopefully more consistent golf will improve him and he can uh, get back to the golfer he was in you know a few years ago um, but yeah on the whole Masters was another great day at Matt's place uh, weather was great you know albeit a bit too hot maybe but this match place is a test. It's major championship golf. Um, really, really excited now for the for the Invitational. I've been I've been looking forward to this one for seems like fucking years. You know, we booked it at the start of last year, and then obviously with coronavirus and all that shit, it's it got moved. And you know, at one point it looked like we might not even get it played this year. We might not get any majors in. It's uh, you know, when, when we're finally at Isle of Purbeck next Friday and we're on that first tee and, you know, you've just got the atmosphere of a, of a BGA Major Championship, I'll be so happy because, uh, you know, it's been my dream, really, to play the Invitational at a kind of... It's not actually classified as a links, but to play it like a seaside course, it's been my dream for, for years and... To see it finally within touching distance, you know, we're what, we're 10 days out now, it's, it's very exciting. I'm hoping to get together with Jack and Joel next week, do another uh, do another pod in the pub. They're obviously a bit more fun, a bit more uh, silly than me just sitting here telling you my thoughts. But I thought I'd do a quick recap of the Masters. Another great day. Thanks to Matt for having us. I know every year he... Uh, shits himself when I turned up on the first tee he was uh, noticeably anxious and uh, I don't blame him really having 30 of your mates and you know most of them were just complete hooligans um, at your exclusive posh club you know it's nerve wracking but you know he's done it three years on the trot now and that shows you what a nice bloke he is he lets us into his place of work and trusts us and uh three years on the bounce now we've had we've had great years so you know we're looking to, to keep going back there and and enjoying it for as long as he's there you know but um yeah like i said i'm hoping to hoping to get together with jack and joel next week do a 
do a proper podcast, but um, on the Invitational because that's going to be the biggest biggest event we've done in our history. So we're looking forward to it, and we're ready, and everything is in place. And uh, thanks for listening to this. Me ramble on, and I'll see you soon. Take it easy.